Hello lovelies, welcome to the Monday Notch segment, a moment with Sebastian podcast. My name is favorite Sebastian, your ever-attentive host, and I'm always super-duper happy to connect with you through this means. Today we are going to take a look at the act of being your brother's keeper. Yes, looking out for one another. And brother in this context is not just about your blood sibling. It's about the next person, your neighbor, your friend, and even a stranger you don't know. Yes, you don't have to know people before you help. That is benevolence. Instead of being kind and dishing out rays of sunshine to everyone that comes across your path, it is beautiful. Now, it's true that in this world that we are in now, we can't tell who is who. We don't see people's mind. There's even a river adage that goes, Ojulari, awa omoinuoyo. I hope I said that right with the right accent, though. My Yoruba family, please tell me if I tried. But let's not be distracted. That saying, Ojulari, it translates to, we only see the faces of people, but we can't read their minds. Now, where this is true, it is also true that the good we do would speak for us. If we are going to stop being kind because some bad, bad people decide to fall off the wrong path, what about all those good people out there looking up to that ray of sunshine you could bring into their lives? Have you thought of the fact that your kindness can save a life from falling onto that part of wrong? Have you? But I feel you should know this. Benevolence isn't always all about giving cash gifts or stuffs. Your kindness matters a whole lot. Now, you might be wondering how. So I'll tell you a story. A very short one. I read. <laughs> yeah, I read it somewhere. So bear in mind, I don't mean the cash and gifts don't matter. It does. It will help an individual. It will go a long way. But add a heartfelt kindness to it and it is amazing. You know for sure that some people don't just give because they want to give. They do that because they just have to show some other people that they are good. They do that because they want to gain credit. Now, that is just, I don't know how to put it, not to make what they are given sound less, but at least. But you, you give not because you want someone's credit, you know, because you want someone's attention, but because you really want to help. Now, let's go to our story. And the name of our story is Ajeku. No matter the insults you gave him, he would smile it off. He had developed very thick skin for insults and humiliation. This young boy was an undergraduate of the University of Ibadan in the early 90s. His poverty was almost contagious. He had no friend. Okay. One of the university's lecturers mocked him in a crowded class. It was Chemistry 101. You thought the university is like a secondary school where you wear uniforms? Since the beginning of the section, I have not seen you change that red shirt for a day. The, the whole lecture theater, popularly called CBN, roared with derisive laughter. The insulted boy still managed to peep under his lips for a frustrated smile. However, few sensitive students could feel the deep hurt the unwarranted public embarrassment had inflicted on his self-esteem. Immediately after the lecture, Andrew moved close to the boy and asked him a series of questions. Andrew decided to take him to Dubai Market to buy him some few affordable shirts and trousers. While they were in the bus at the Adami Singbad Stadium, en route Mokola roundabout, 
an incident attracted passerby. A newly born baby wrapped in a shawl was put in a biscuit carton and laid behind the stadium's shopping complex. It had been abandoned. It was then Bonuola decided to narrate his story to Andrew. Bonuola is the boy's name. If I had money, I would do all I could to adopt this feeble little being. We had similar story. I was abandoned by my mother when I was only three months old. I heard that she is now Oboasi, Ghana, where she remarried. My dad tried all he could to raise me alone. However, my misery began when my stepmom came into the world when I turned seven. He concluded. He narrated how he chose to live with his paternal grandmother when he became ten. She was only a petty trader and he had to hawk in the streets most of the time in order for them to eat. His father barely remembered that he or the grandmother still existed. He was in the university by determination and hope. Wonola squatted in Namdi Azikiwe Hall while Andrew lived in Sultan Belo Hall. Each time he went to visit Andrew, he would unashamedly request for the food crumbs and leftover. It was not long before they gave him the name Ajeko, which means leftover in Yoruba. The name glued onto him like horns on Ram's head for the rest of his stay in the university. Only those who were close to him knew his rename. He became popular. Andrew did not bargain for this. His promotion had been rapid in the oil company he was working with. He was the chief geologist. The great global economic meltdown around 2010 affected his American-owned company. They folded up. All efforts to get a job in Lagos proved abortive. Andrew had to shift his base to Abuja. He wrote applications upon application letters and submitted a CV to places that were not required. For close to a year, nothing was forthcoming. Hello, am I speaking with Mr. Andrew Ikpomosa? A sweet woman's voice inquired from the other end. You have been shortlisted for an interview with Abu Hands Oil, Meitama Abuja. Kindly come with your credentials tomorrow, Wednesday, by 11 a.m. I hope the time and date is okay by you, the voice inquired. Andrew gave his consent to honor the interview. On getting to the venue of the interview, he almost gave up when he found out they needed just one person for the vacant position. They have invited 20 other equally qualified offshore oil exploration team leaders. Another turn-off for him was the multiple protocols he had to observe with the security personnel, HR department and secretaries before he could see the chief executive officer of the company. When he eventually met the CEO, he looked at him closely for like five minutes. The CEO did the same. Andrew opened the tap of his tear glands. Warm tears rolled down his cheeks. He opened his mouth like in a movie, slow motion, and said, Aja? He became choked. The CEO, who was beaming with smile, helped him complete the word that had stuck in his mouth. Cool. And that was the last time he ever called him Ajeku. Wonola gave him a job, they became friends and just partners. Ajeku, or those who know his story might be reading this, once upon a time, a sorrow has turned into laughter. So, that is the end of our story, lovelies. But now I can't help but love the write-up attached to the story. So here goes. There is hope for a tree that has been cut down. It can come back to life and sprout.
Even though its roots grow old and its stumps down on the ground, at the scent of water, at the scent of water, it will bud and sprout again like a new seedling. You are listening to me and I'm asking, do you know you can be the scent of water a brother or a sister needs? You can and you are. So you feel you have worries or burdens of your own because I'm sure someone would have said, I have my own problems now. I can't come and carry someone else's issues in my own head. I have my own issues. Well, you have burdens true and pray the Almighty lifts them for you. And someone out there that has a truckload of them and life is a circle. Shine light and be shown upon. All right. I hope this episode of Monday Nudge has sprinkled some sparks on your day. And I also hope that that spark inspires, motivates and energizes you to grab the day and week and shine. Thank you for listening to this episode, Moments with Sebastian. On IG, email me, momentswithsabs at gmail.com. Please like and share and stay tuned for more. More love. Ciao.